0: Yo, like this camera angle is like it makes me feel so off because it's like I'm used to um, being on the you right got, side. You part. guys are on. Yeah, so, so. What's up?
1: What's up? How you doing out there?
0: Hey, all right. We, we got- have
1: we got three spots, but before we enter the room into this elephant room, I just want to say uh, a mad shout out to Kinte and the indie radio platform for giving us this opportunity. bomb. Um, um. uh To the ongoing elephant room um, podcast producer. Mr. Dr. Vibe, thank you for coming into the room. The students from the University of Toronto, Transitional Year Program, who are people who I love very much. Welcome to the room. My friends, family. Mm -hmm. My name is L.A. Wade. I am so happy to be here to introduce you to this conversation. I see all of you people out there. Logging in to see what we have to say, to hear what we have to say. Mm-hmm. This is my boy. Well, I'll let him introduce himself. He's one of those people that have like a mad long list of uh, aliases. That's what,
0: that's one of the things that a backpack you gotta have. Who aliases. are you today? Well, Who are you today? All right, so I'll give y'all like my whole name. I am Mike Truth the Nomad, AKA Boogie McCab. But today y'all could call me Boogie. Boogie. So yeah, she can call me Boogie today. Today I'm Boogie. Boogie, yes. all right. All right,
1: Boogie. <laughs> we got you, Boogie.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. <laughs> yes, right?
1: like, already the divide has begun we can aye, see aye. the differences already so what is the topic for today What is the topic what is going on in the gender divide oh, No, I, I, think, I
0: think you sound kind of angry in your tone there
1: oh is that yeah. it
0: mean, look, you look pretty angry with yeah, that smile that you got on. Yeah. Uh, I'm,
1: um, an, I'm an angry black wait, are you angry
0: I think you're angry right now I'm,
1: I'm so angry right now <laughs> I'm the angriest smiling woman in the world um yeah. Can we can we start with that? Okay, let's let's talk about it. Mm. Are we black are we black women, the black women on this platform, are mm. we angry? What do you think?
0: Mm. I
1: know there's reasons for us to be angry. Mm. I know that.
0: Well, to be honest with you, I think that um that's probably the reason why a lot of black men, like they they use that as a scapegoat, as an excuse not to be with a black woman. And like I don't know if like you guys are aware but there's this huge gender divide that we are living through right now. And I don't know if um, people are in awareness or or are conscious of um, what's going on in our communities. Um, When you look at things, there seems to be this uh, systematic push for separation within our our communities. So within our relationships and the way um, our families are structured.
1: Okay, yeah. but I think that what the best thing to do right now is to introduce some people into those three spots that are currently available. Who, who's got next? Um, Sandra says she's aware of the foolishness.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> There's yes, a lot yes. Of
1: foolishness. What we want to do to start is what, once we open up the spots, we want to touch on some of the things that have been coming up in the media mm-hmm. that are kind of perpetuating this, tent, this growing tension that's happening between Black men and Black women. Mm-hmm. Specifically, do I dare say it? R. Kelly. Oh my God. When not never mind what R. Kelly did or allegedly did and didn't do, whatever it is. Um, it has caused some serious tensions in our community between the black woman and the black men. And I wanna talk about it. I really wanna talk about it. Doctor Vibe, are you ready to come into this room? Grab a spot, Doctor Vibe.
2: Hmm.
1: Um which ladies would like to come and represent on, on Team Black Woman?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and we actually need men. See, like, and this is one of the biggest elements too. Like, whenever we get platforms, I think we, 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 we're very shy. We don't take the opportunity, you know? So we need people to actually step up. And it's okay though, I mean, like, we, we're not trying to put you on the spot, but it, it will be ideal. I mean, somebody's this like,
1: is how we're all going to learn, right, is exactly. by doing that. So um, at any time, can take, if somebody's willing to step into the room, Dr. Vibes said he'll be in in about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I don't know if you're interested in taking a spot and um, having, having a, an addition to this conversation, but I'm going to put
0: out some – what's up? no you know what like, I, like yeah let's start the convoy there's, and if they like they're you know I think
1: they shot we have love and hate for one another yeah I mean you're gonna see that throughout time <laughs> I'm gonna want to choke him out most of the time but there's love there's love and that's what we need to do oh Ryan wants to come in he'll right. be on Um. so Kinti I don't know how you do that how oh, you I think let...
0: they just grab the spot so okay open Ryan
1: up. go ahead yeah. grab your spot grab a spot
0: cause I think that um, like If we we think to just kind of get it into it, okay. Okay.
3: What what
0: is really causing this gender divide? Like, that's like the main question. Cause like when you like, remember that that thing I sent you on um, Instagram?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The meme. The meme. Hey, Ryan, how you doing?
0: Hey, how you doing, Ryan? How about yourself?
1: We're great. 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 Thank you. Welcome to the conversation. So Mike is now just talking to me about the fact that. around the time of the r kelly thing he sent me this meme and i think the meme was talking about how black women have been waiting forever for black men to show up for them it's, I, it's kind of like the idea of the meme, i right? think it said
0: something like um the cost of waiting on a black man to grow is it could be the very life of a black woman and, and that itself um it struck me so hard in like so many different ways because um he
1: was all up in
0: his feelings no, about it. No, no, no. No, he was no. fully no. in his
1: feelings about it? All right, cool. Who's <laughs> this? Nice. Is this Sandra? Hi, Sandra. Hey, hey
0: Sandra. Welcome, How you doing? Hey, welcome, Sandra. <laughs> nice to have you. Now, you know, was like, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was all up in my feelings. Um, maybe I was. Maybe I was. But um, I think that just a statement like that, it, just, it, it kind of perpetuates what is going on in uh, society today, whereas... Uh, we are, it seems like we are hurting black women. And at the same time, verbally as well, like we are taking the, like this abuse in turn. Cause I, I'm a black man and like, I love black women. Like I'm very like much aware of myself and who I love. And whenever I have been in relationships, it's actually very often that um, I find myself getting, like, I guess, the wrong end of the stick when it comes to like, my relationship with a lot of black women. So for me in turn, to see posts about black men ain't shit, and basically um, something like something like I just said, the, the very cost of waiting on a black man to mature could be the life of a black woman. That strikes me so hard because it's like, wait, hello, do I not exist? Yeah, like, but
1: hello, there's reasons. I mean, not that I'm in hmm. full agreement with what that is, but there are reasons why that meme can, one, strike you so deeply, Mm. and two, that it would be constructed in the first place. Mm. And that's because there's things that we know that are happening within the black man's experience Mm -hmm. that we're not talking about. So So what is making it so hard for the black man to show up for black women?
0: Well, for one, we could look at the system, like this white supremacist, patriarchal system that we we live in. Mm -hmm. Because, um, if you look at the intent of colonialism, it was basically strip us of um, ev- ev- exactly everything that we are. So our identity, families, and, and everything. So if you take a look back at what, 400 years ago, when the first um, enslaved people got on on this continent, yeah. some of the methods that they, um, they basically did, that was used was already like the separation of families. So breaking down basically like the in- individual and the separation of families, and last time, like um, I think we were talking about it, where I said that patterns and sequences. So sequences leads to patterns. So a sequence of sequence of events leads to basically like patterns which we replicate. And so the sequence of us men way back in in, in those times being forced like taken away from families and used for breeding purposes, it basically inserted like a certain mindset
1: so you're saying that
0: Yes, yeah, it's deeply we, rooted so it's this rooted. is
1: why mm-hmm. men can't show up for black women
0: today. it's part of it yes like I, i'm that's exactly what i'm saying i'm saying that it's deeply rooted it's not just something um
2: oh, that's,
1: no, no most definitely can, it's deeply rooted
2: can you but, can you define uh uh showing up for black women mm. what do you mean by that
1: well what do you, what were you defending when you were saying that
0: so what like, what I hear, the, the rhetoric that I hear when it, um, people say that black men don't show up for black black women is, okay, first of all, in case of like arguments, like uh, black women usually are left to fend for, them, for themselves. And um, when it comes to like our, our homes, the narrative, the narrative is saying that basically there, and, and also like in a lot of cases as well, See, I don't want to basically um, undermine so- anybody's experience. The narrative basically says that Black black men are um, are not dependable partners, and they, there are a lot of single black moms out there. So, I, like I think that could, can we talk
1: about that? Elton? No, so I think
0: it, that could yeah. basically kind of play into what you're talking about when you say. Sure. Um,
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I think that the idea that black masculinity needs to be presented in a particular way, it has to be walked out looking like a certain way there's respectability politics around how to show up as a black man as a man period and then you complicate that with the intersectionality of race and class when a man has to show up and pay for certain things the expectation is that he has to pay for certain things he has to protect Mm -hmm. he has to provide um is if he's not showing up in that way i think that's more so what um i would be thinking about if we were waiting for a black, like uh, here I am, I'm divorced, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to, you know, push through with two kids, 17 mm-hmm. and six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not getting child child support. I'm not getting any of those things. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of fend for myself and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of women in, in way worse situations than I am. So where are those men? But then to, to my sisters, you know, when you're preventing mm-hmm. your the fathers from from being with their children, that also is like another way that you're degrading him worse than even the system is degrading. Him. But
0: like, what what is causing that mindset? Like, what I think the big question becomes What causes that? What what can we cause um, sisters? I mean, it, it seems very like parent, but I still want to bring that up. Like, no, we have
1: to talk about
0: what causes. Yeah, what causes, <laughs> yeah, what causes we, like uh, a sister to
4: keep. Like, a child away from the father. Like,
1: I me, personally, I don't get that, but Ryan wanted to chime in. And,
4: and I was going to say, because you were... Uh, brother, I don't know your name here. Oh, Boogie. Uh, Boogie. Sorry, say that one more time. Boogie. Boogie, Boogie. yes, Boogie. Right. How could I forget? I saw you in the chat. Right. Um, the... We also have to remember, I remember uh, when I was young reading the William Lynch Manifesto, mm-hmm. and it was, you know... Uh, a plan of action to pretty much break black people like you would break a horse or you'd break an animal. Mm -hmm. And in order for you to break an animal, um, like for example, I got a little puppy sitting right beside me Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. in order for her to follow, for for her to assume that I'm the alpha, I have Mm -hmm. to remove her from her home, from her Mm -hmm. family, from her culture and uh you know and it's and and just like how we were removed you're talking about removing the black men from the home how we were stripped and you know strapped up on a horse mm-hmm. um you know burning or whatever they would do to us uh they would um embarrass us mm-hmm. in front of everyone and the woman was left to take care of the household and take care of her children mm-hmm. and you know and she would teach the women to be mentally strong and she would teach the men to be mentally weak Mm. you know so that they don't raise up against the master so that they don't cause any Um, conflict and I can you know being Trinidadian and my you know I was raised with women in my life my whole life and yeah my grandma is the strongest woman that I know my mom is the strongest woman that I know my sisters are strong women that don't need any men but trust me being the middle child and the only man in the house Mm -hmm. I got a mental licking every single day being taught that I wasn't mental licking you know mental licking that that I couldn't do anything and I had Mm -hmm. to break out of that home in that environment in order for me to find my manhood in order to for me to feel good as a man because the only things that I and we would watch waiting to excel when I was young my mom would have me watch all these different videos and movies and I'm just having this perception of myself as a man like whoa you know I you know men are just dogs and all they do Mm -hmm. is hurt women and and I see my mom in 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 our relationships and she would be hurt but she had she was always the one saying that i can take care of myself so when Mm -hmm. when when men see that a woman can take care of herself why do we want to come and protect why do we Mm want to be there and you know i'm just i'm not saying that for myself because i mean i come i have a different background but i'm just Mm -hmm. saying like if you're independent you're strong what do you need me for
3: for love
1: man Sandra,
3: yeah, Sandra. But that's not that's to <laughs> him Sandra. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm listening and uh I think there's so many different topics within the yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, think There's so many different things that you're talking about. One I what I'm trying to pick out is something I guess there's something about the role, what a role of uh, men and women and what our expectations may be of that role. And uh, I get what Ryan's saying about when someone transfers their ideas um, about what they think is going on in terms of the relationships. And I hear this whole thing about women and independence and all the rest of it. Um, I think there's no doubt because of the way that we have evolved as a race that there is a separation in the sense, I don't know if it's a separation. I hate the word separation. That's why I said foolishness earlier, um, because I don't think um, that there necessarily is a separation. I think what there is is a a, a difference between our views of what we think our roles should be That's right. and how we survive um, a lot of what we have experienced in terms of the separation that has mm-hmm. been fostered um, on us. I think it, it isn't all about what we necessarily think, it's about Some something has been in the program that there has mm-hmm. been for how we look at each other and how we view each other and how we treat each other and how we respect each other and how we even love each other. if we can, if, we, if it's possible to do that at the end of the day, after all of this stuff that we have been through, Mm -hmm. and so i I get the experience in the walk that we've been on i think now the challenge is given that we're all so wise to where Mm -hmm. we have been to Mm -hmm. how do we carve out a future that works where we can have relationships Mm -hmm. we can uh you know we can get married if married is what we want to do How, Mm -hmm. how can we have stable sustainable relationships because i think we can all talk about what goes Mm -hmm. on in terms of how we are separated and Mm -hmm. how we are viewed and how we view each other. And somebody just sent me this morning, a video of some guy ranting about women. You need to know your place. You gotta Mm -hmm. know your place.
2: And if you know your
3: place, then I can, you know, I can be the man and you gotta know this. And I'm thinking, what bullshit (laughs) is that? Like any guy that has this uh, telling you about what he needs to be as a man, go away, take a seat. Get on with your life. It's too it's too dramatic. Okay, yeah, we all know.
1: I, I, I hear you. am just saying. Yeah. Go. All right. I just Sorry. think
3: about
1: being. If, if I can't be independent and strong because it makes you feel weak, I, I don't. I don't really get that. I want you to be as strong or stronger than me, um, so that we can build together. I just want to welcome Dre into the conversation. Welcome, Dre. Hey, Dre. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. I think you wanted to come in because when you referenced me, um, you referenced to me that love
5: isn't
1: enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in, well, there's a couple,
5: talk- that, a couple of things that came <laughs> to my mind.
1: Okay, um, right
5: uh, to you know, uh, there's a, a, a popular saying uh, where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. straight. That's yeah. right. Um, there's, I think people go into relationships, particularly, you know, um, people in a black community, and they have no clue what a relationship looks like. So because wow. they can't see it, you no, know, they both cast off restraint. So I don't know what it means, what it looks like to be a good husband to a black woman. Black women don't, don't know, know what, what it means. looks
1: like. mm-hmm. No,
5: I'm just saying this is this is what cast off restraint. So if if I'm a, a young black man who have never seen at all a good example of what a, a positive, strong black relationship is, I don't have a vision or I don't have a source of reference. So I'm going in blind, and because I don't have a vision of it. I'm going to go into it and the person that i'm falling in love with may cast off restraint and vice versa so we don't i I think we don't have well for the most part we don't have a strong image of what it means to have uh, successful black relationships and that's and and again and that's having to unpack i think that goes back to uh, us not knowing what it means to have a strong black community right a lot of times whether it's in the media or, or even if we we live in Uh, urban communities where um, we live may live in hostile communities. Uh, We don't have that vision, so we don't have a source of reference. And some of us don't want to have to do it the way um, other cultures have done it. Um, And in Western civilization, how um, Africans were brought up, um, community-minded, tribal, where communities came together and they worked together for communities and tribes to achieve, Um, they stripped the system, Western civilization in general, not just in America, but Mm -hmm. wherever the stamp of Western civilization is that started from Europe it Mm -hmm. took away that, that sense of community specifically for black slaves. Mm
2: -hmm.
5: And we never really got that back. We never really stopped and said, what can we do to get that back Mm -hmm. or back to that place where, um, the black man and the black woman are working together to build up communities. And another thing with Western civilization is everything is so independent.
1: Right. Yeah. We're, 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 that's
5: a
3: huge, mm-hmm. huge yeah. problem. We're all <laughs> operating on our own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
5: that's the problem. Like, for instance, here's a great example. Um, uh, I rem- they, they, they say that children grow up a little bit more secure. Uh, and this is a test done through um, research. Children growing up in uh, three generational homes grow up to be more successful educationally. In life more secure. Mm-hmm. But when we go off to college, you know, we wind up either staying in the cities that we went to college in, we don't come back home to try to build up our own communities, mm-hmm. our home that leaves single mothers to fend for themselves mm-hmm. um, or um, a married couple who is just out of college may have a child. Their mother, they, they live in New York and their mother's living in Florida, they have to fend for themselves. I just mm-hmm. think that we have a um, Western civilization led us to a place today Where um, independence is more valued than community. And uh, I I think that we have to try to, once we unpack everything, it's Mm -hmm. probably gonna go back to how we have a broken sense of what community really is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're trying to gain a sense of community, yet we're being influenced to be independent. Exactly. And so Kinte was asking, the producer was asking, what do I mean by independent and strong? But it's exactly that I have to survive. Mm -hmm. So it's a survival thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. and I'd rather survive with my man with me. Of course it would be Mm -hmm. easier. Mm -hmm. So there's something else going on underneath that. It can't just be my independence and my strength that makes a man want to run away. So what Mm -hmm. are the things that black men are feeling that they're not allowed to say, Mm. you know, I can't hear what you don't say. And, and I think that there's something going on within the psyche of a black male Mm -hmm. that when juxtaposed with the ideas of black masculinity and respectability politics, he's not allowed to share how he feels, and therefore the understanding is never able to be flourished and, and seen. Because...
0: Like, I definitely agree with that. Okay. Uh, so I definitely think that we've been placed um, to kind of compete against uh, the white male in a system that, that has been created to benefit them. So. Already we are starting at a, at a disadvantage, and I think for a lot of brothers, and I don't, I don't want to preach for everybody, but for a lot of brothers, what tends to happen is that when you are placed in a position, like in the places of employment, uh, even if when you've gotten all your accolades, your degrees or whatnot, and you're still capped, and you're not able to reach a certain level of success, like. As, as a human being, there is an energy that comes with that that you you, you feel less than so there, there's a it's a power thing and I think a, a lot of us basically um so both of us brothers and sisters but a lot of brothers then the only place that we're able to take out that frustration the way it manifests, tends to be in our homes and so that either consciously or like unconscious when we get home and we are basically not we're drained out of, out of our energies we're not able to um provide the ideal of what a white man could do for his white his white woman to provide the yeah. space mm-hmm. and on top of that too there is the shaming aspect of it that we may feel yes it it really traps
1: that's a huge aspect
0: it traps which is like a person's mindset and mm-hmm. so they it perpetuates this uh this constant okay so at work i'm not enough i need to feel powerful but i come home i'm going to ex- exercise this power but then again the way it manifests is, yeah. it ends up like, most of the time it ends up breaking
3: the family yeah. to I protect. mean we were
1: talking to i other- i like
3: i like that story because i think that's true that that mm-hmm. does happen i think something today i learned from listening to Ryan's show Mm-hmm. Was uh, And this is interesting, just listening to your show, Ryan, you were talking about how people become successful on social media mm-hmm. and how you've watched the trends of what people do and who they follow and how they become successful from following the right people who mm-hmm. are connected to other people. Now, that's just an example social media, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wonder sometimes, we have so much history out there we have so much experiences of what has happened, not just to this generation, but the generations before and how we've been separated as generations coming forward since slavery. And I wonder why are we not learning from the past? Why are we not looking at what's happened to our parents, to the to the people before, to our fathers, to, to you know, to, in our families? Why are we not learning from these experiences? Because I think the trends are there. I think it, you know, the answers are right in front of us. If we, I think now, you know, I kind of get to a point where I go like, it's excuses now. It it has almost become excuses in the sense that I understand where we've been, I understand the journey we've been on. And I think a lot of us are conscious of that journey. What Mm -hmm. I think is, is missing is the being intentional in order to change the future. We're not like intentional about our relationships. We're not intentional about even planning for our families, those of us who have teenagers and those who are coming up, like what do we want them to do? How do we What relationships do we want them to have? If we're not able to even get it right, how do they stand a chance of getting it right? Mm-hmm. And it's that not just looking at ourselves, but looking at who we're bringing for, through. How are those people going to manage if we don't get it right? So it's okay showing your son waiting to excel and uh, exhale mm-hmm. and all the the bullshit stories out there Mm -hmm. about failed relationships but Mm. you know can you show a successful one can you can you Mm -hmm. point to something that works and say look that worked that's what you need to emulate that's (laughs) what you need to aim for that's what we need more
1: of there for sure rayanne who's watching online has said the elders aren't teaching teaching well yes and she's speaking personally Mm. and and i always say this it's like you, I know that what's what's wrong mm-hmm. I just don't know how to change it mm-hmm. you know and no one's, no one's sharing that information. we're talking so much about our problems so you talk around
0: like, um, the actual mm-hmm. we're, we're ignoring those elements.
1: they're mm-hmm. standing right there.
0: But are younger people willing to they to listen
1: Well, I don't think that they're willing to listen because they don't respect what we have laid as a platform for them so they're trying to do what they see their their white kids doing they're trying to do it themselves mm-hmm. and wow. We know how that's going, Ryan. Yeah. I, saw
4: you say I was going. I was going to say that we have to. We have to understand that when when did Jim Crow end? That was uh, maybe fifty well, years ago. It, it's still <laughs> ongoing. Pal. It's still ongoing, but uh, but you know, we're still. We are a new people. We are brand new people, and we have. We live in. Um, On a in the Western civilization where we can be whatever our mind, what we put our mind to. So, that being said, we don't have a culture as much as we talk about our elders' teaching. We have a new principle, we have new principles, we have new knowledge, um, you know, even greater than some of the like, you know, some of the ancient African tribes and traditions we are disconnected from a lot of our culture and so we are we should cut ourselves a little bit of slack because we're in an environment where we actually have to go to the man even look at our syntax look at the language that when we're even speaking we say please thank Mm -hmm. you you know in certain cultures they don't even use that in their lexicon because it's just a part of the culture to give Whereas mm. as we have to get on our knees and ask for our food, we don't plant, we don't even have, my, my grandma talks about having mango trees in her, in her yard where she lives, where we're, we're we are constantly having to work to just provide for our families. I was looking at um, the North Centennial Island, and it's an island off of the, the coast of India, with African, or with people that have descended from the, their direct descendants of the original people and have been on that island for 60,000 years. And right. they, you know, people can't even get to the island because they have bow and arrows and rocks and, and no one can even get and infiltrate that culture. And the, the thing is, is that we're going to have to find a way to develop a culture so that we know what our place is as men and women
1: we're all, dying. We're all like dying with face yeah. because, I don't know who's like, going first but... like, I'm preaching yeah. right now I'm Preaching, but this, sandra is look like like she's going to
3: explode um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no right? no my, my mom
3: just came in and started talking and i'm thinking oh, okay. oh god i need to be myself I Dre wanted to say yeah.
1: something, but just before you say something Dre, i just want to speak to that um, ryan and say that it's the mythology our mythology that we have taken with a badge of honor is slavery and if we think about us as enslaved people, and we don't have anything else as our mythology, this is why we continue to be stuck in that loop. Um, other cultures don't have those kind of mythologies. You know, if you think about the Chinese, uh, there's excellence. That their standard, their mythology is excellence. That they are the innovators. That they are the disciplinary, disciplinary um, race. Right. These. This is what. And so therefore, they walk out that mythology black people being separated and being so spread out within the diaspora and separated from the continent. And not only that, the continent is also um, colonized. And so they are trying to be separated within the continent. We need to create a new mythology. And I would I would venture to say that here in the Western side of the world, um, that hip hop when it was first coming out was going mm. to be that mythology. Yes. What the hell did we do to our mythology? go. Go I, I
5: was going to say that. The thing is there's been times if you look at back history there's been times when we've tried to introduce a new culture or yeah. our own culture or and create our own identity whenever it has happened it was either shut down. Remember Black Wall Street? Yeah. Coming up, and and it was burnt to the ground because um it's I, I guess it is threatening to I guess whatever system is out there hip-hop started as a very positive outlet for um people to express themselves uh and uh in the the late 80s early 90s um record executives started to pump the poison in hip-hop the the gangster rap uh, which i think is uh the, the, the those early rappers in, in gangster rap they had a lot of content they were speaking a lot of skill they was sharing um, but that was what was being put out there in the mainstream. That's what was media was looking at. People were looking at. Um, they weren't seeing um, the those out there in the in the beginning of hip hop that was trying to create this um, identity for black youth and and black people in general. And in fact, that what what happened was it sort of tore it down to the point where young black boys simply walking around in a hoodie. Is viewed as uh, a threat, right? You know, um, even wearing a hoodie is a bad thing, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean that they're walking around with a gun. So anything, it seems like anything that we've tried to create to yes. identify ourselves with, as a, a, specifically in America, as American blacks, have been torn down to make it seem like it's negative, it's violent, um, it's aggressive, and it's not. It's not, and we don't. And the thing is, we don't have a connection. So, and, I, and that's one of the things that, for me personally, I would really love to, to find out, not just through these ancestry.com type things. Mm-hmm. I really would like to backtrack to see where my ancestry came from, to learn that particular culture and see if I can adapt that in, in me today. We don't have that connection. It was completely lost. Mm-hmm. So our identity and our culture is missing. And when we try to create our own, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's deemed as a negative thing and it's yes, torn down.
2: Um, yeah. yeah.
0: I believe there's a fine line too, because, um, like, um, if we're blunt, if we find out where we're from, it's going to give us a sense of um, identity and, and purpose. If we're not able to, then we have to, yes, recreate mm-hmm. our, like, our new narrative. And I think that is where the the, the middle ground is for a lot of um Africans in, in the diaspora, um, enslaved, or we should give those that, that are born there. It is the fact that we have to create our new narrative. And um, I was saying is like, it almost seems as if we're constantly begging to belong where we're not wanted. Even though we, be- like, we built this place, we're begging, we-, we always ask for permission. Even when we march, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. It's like, who like, who are we crying out to? Because like, they don't care.
1: You can't ask the oppressor at- to no.
2: free the yeah, oppressed. I mean, so it's like, like at the it. end
0: of the day, no justice, no peace, Like we have to basically like turn inside like of ourselves and look as to where are our solutions, like what can we bring to the table? Like what do you do? How can you help the cause? And Mm -hmm. so now like the interesting thing, interesting thing that I noticed is that this conversation, right? I don't think, uh, I think we're so oppressed and depressed that we only have time for love, whatever love is, because we started off with with the gender divide, right? (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, Let's "See, right? this see this where is, we are." This
1: is what's <laughs> preventing us really? from
0: being, being like. And, and so, mm-hmm. then again, you have a third voice that, that that comes in, and those aspects that that we need to build and connect on, those are neglected upon. So, like building a home, so the building the individual, the home, and community, that is far gone because we are basically worrying about what we're facing. We're, we're trying to just survive. Great,
5: Great point. Well,
3: mm-hmm. I, I think I think you start at the beginning. And I think the beginning is the journey that was where we were taken as slaves and mm-hmm. taken to another country and given a new language and all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. I think we can take that journey. There are people who have gone back to Ghana. My daughter was one of those people recently mm-hmm. and uh, you know, gone through the experience of seeing where we were taken and trying mm-hmm. to reconnect and i think you know we have the capacity to reconnect we've got time to run all over social media and go connecting with people that have nothing to do with us and nothing to do with our heritage we can we can take the time to if we if we choose to to try and relearn where we've come from and where we need to go and i think um i think when we start the journey at least it will start to bring some purpose in our walk purpose in in terms of what we want to achieve and what we're doing things for. Like I can build a great social network. I can make loads of money from the internet. What is it for? Is it for me, just for me, or is it for my mm-hmm. future? Is it for the legacy that I want to build in my community? Is it for, you know, what is it? And if we, if we start joining up the dots, we, you know, this is not just about an individual thing. This is why I don't like to hear divide because mm-hmm. if we keep bringing these conversations of divide, we will continue to divide and separate Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. there is nothing more that is regarded as black and community. But, you know, relationships have to start from somewhere. And the relationship starts with our community, with ourselves, with, you know, the way that we interact, the way that we understand and we care about each other. we've got to start at the beginning before we move forward. The steps Mm -hmm. have got to be from the beginning to, to the future. But mm-hmm. someone's got to believe that that is the right way to go, and we've got to buy into it first before it has a chance.
0: So I think yeah. that go, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead.
3: Oh
4: no, I I I I had a thought, but you know, um, this, as uh, Sandra had um, some really good points there. I was just going to say that um, you know, and I think action is the most important thing, and I, I want to reiterate that we got to give ourselves time to heal because mm-hmm. we're three generations away from slavery, okay? You know, three wow. generations. So we still have a long ways to go in trying to develop that identity. I belong to the hip-hop culture. That was the only thing that I, my dad brought me up on hip-hop culture. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I know and that's mm-hmm. something that I'm sticking to because that it gives me familiarity mm-hmm. um, and it also I feel like the hip-hop are the people that were talking about gunslinging and drugs and stuff like that, they are grandpas now. Snoop mm-hmm. Dogg is, you know, a grandpa and mm-hmm. he is now preaching mm-hmm. unity and collectiveness. And, you know, he is in a, a successful relationship with his wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a youngster, I used to be scared of Snoop Dogg, but then to grow up to see that he is benefiting the community. You know, he's doing he and he is pumping money back into his community. He's helping the kids with his football leagues and whatnot. So when it comes back to the gender divide, we are giving I think I feel that women are putting too much pressure on me to be masculine. But when we're talking about masculine, mm. where are we getting the idea of masculinity from? Yes. We're getting it from our European um yes. fellow anyway. Yes. Yeah, because did. they're all of masculinity is, ah, oh, let me build a, you know, build a hut and let me yeah. do this. Build it, build it. But when it comes to, <laughs> I, I was a, I was lucky. I was a young kid that was, went off in the wrong direction. And I had a mentor that taught me about Freemasons and mm-hmm. I was like Freemasons. What are these guys? These guys are, you know, running the, you know, system and whatnot. But when I start learning our people, we're the original masons. Mm-hmm. We were building the pyramids. Identity. So when it came to being a man, mm-hmm. it totally, con- he, he taught like when you learn the, 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 when you learn the principles of geometry and yeah. how you can use those principles to build your life, then the concept of a man made me, it made me think differently. Then I said, okay, well, then what does a man do? The man brings vision. Mm-hmm. and what 's the role of a female? The female is to cultivate the vision is because she has she has the she has the patience to see things through we uh, us men are we are the risk takers, so we are going to always do something to build, and we need to be in that environment again because again, I mentioned earlier that we 're not in our original environment in our original mm-hmm. environment we 're in the jungles building taking fruits, and even healing ourselves with the with the earth we are not by any of those elements and when we start getting to the concept of building and then being on a consensus with our family of what we want to build then we can understand what each other's roles are maybe man and women maybe that role is not finite maybe it is what we make it, but it needs to be established in order for us to develop that teamwork and that consciousness to move our family forward yeah
1: the labor is key
0: no, definitely, I agree, and and, um, and, and that's I the agree. fine line right, right right there. That's the fine line where it's what I think we're stuck between what was and what is, and I, and I I explain myself in this way. So, what is? So, survival of, of the fittest. We were in a different environment, and now we are where we are right now. So now, I think the questions that we have to ask ourselves is like, what what does where we want to be look like for so the vision? So what does it look like to have a like a black um, peaceful community? What does it look like? What does black black love look like? What does a man look like? What does a woman look like? Let's
1: see what Dre wrote about
0: roles. Ah, there you go, and and, and exactly, like because roles, yes, like Dre Dre said, roles have become a curse. Uh, a we curse don't word. a curse word. We don't know what our roles are. We can't see what we don't know, and so mm-hmm. so, so that's the thing. So we're, we're in the darkness completely, and we. We're trying to say, wait, wait! You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. But like, says, like, says who?
3: Who? And why are we following? Well, I, with- I think, I think we can create our own role. Yes. I think we have the ability to create what we want. I think mm-hmm. we can sit down and we can design the role, the relationships that we want. And there's mm-hmm. nothing, you know, there is no big deal. People make it like there's some big deal. The role's gonna come out the sky. No, it's not. you're gonna sit down and you're gonna decide you know this is the kind of relationship I want and uh, and this is how we want to be in this relationship and then you know using your integrity and whatever you, you work with the person to slowly come into that being because you know there's nothing there's nothing there's no big thing that anybody does out there in designing a relationship and deciding how they want to be it's just two people want it having the will and having a vision of what they want to see for the future, together working on that vision and looking at how that they can build the bricks together to make that happen. And it may be, you know, that you, you, you create something that's completely against normal traditional roles. You might do something, I'm sure Snoop Doggy's relationship is not traditional, right? Yeah, Am I right? Both. I don't know. It's not traditional. I, and works. I don't think it's monogamy. Okay,
2: what, what, what do you mean? Right. Okay,
3: it may not enough. be. I mean, and that and what do you, I'm saying, what do you mean when I'm you're talking judge, about this role? I'm stuff. not going to judge that aspect because that's just one aspect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you want the monogamy and you want everything else, you decide the two of you. And then, you know, you got to both act with integrity and stick to that vision and respect each other as you work through the process to get where you want to be. And then maybe you look back 20 years and you see something. That you designed, and that worked. It doesn't just happen. It takes work. It takes dedication. Uh, you know, it takes commitment, which a lot of us lack, um, mm. and discipline to see it through. Now, if we could, if we could get that, if we could just get the commitment and the discipline, that would be a mm. massive start. You know, because mm. things will go wrong, and it will, and it may change because we're always evolving, right? So things mm. may change as you go along, and we've got to be open to that. The world is constantly changing, and so are we. But it doesn't mean and, that our commitment changes.
2: No, what do you mean? What do you mean by commitment? What do you mean by yes. commitment?
3: Well, what I mean what is, mean if if I, if right? I, okay, when I say commitment, this is what I mean. I mean that you know, there's something. I don't know if you've read the book. Any of you have read the book before? Agreement? Is it, has anybody ever read yeah. the book before? Agreement? Yes. yes. Be impeccable with your words. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you start off by being impeccable great. with your word, number one, and when I say I'm my word, that means if I say, you know, this is how we're living, this we're together, together means, you know, we are together, whatever, through thick, through thin, through whatever it might be, I will stick to this. And I, I, I live the commitment of that word. And, you know, and I, and I try to have integrity. So I'm not going to make assumptions and judgments about who you're going to be, but I'm going to live what I say I am going to live together. And, and whether you use God as your help or whatever you uh, use as your foundation to support you in that commitment, you, you live the commitment. And it's, it can only work with that level of commitment. You know, you've got to be 100% in. If you're not 100% in, it does not have a chance. That's my experience.
1: Yeah,
0: so like um In all this way, I think the biggest elephant in that because everything you just said, I agree with a thousand percent. Now, in the construct that we we're in and our and most of our psyches, our psyches are basically programmed to go along with the narrative of we like us as humans, we want to be. So we want to be. However, though the narrative is in order to be in this world,
1: it has to look white. It has to
0: look white. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say. And 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 that's the thing, like we've accepted that. And so now, when it comes He's to
1: basically, yes.
0: So it comes to when it comes to black relationships. I think the reason why we often fail is because we're trying to be. However, though society have does have restrictions based on my um experience. Those restrictions they doesn't allow us to be because we're trying to catch up. Like like um in a capitalistic environment, it's like I would like to basically mm-hmm. really go out and camp with my family and just go and <laughs> drive across North America. But I can't do it. Like I watched this documentary, the um, the, the pursuit of happiness, and it was these um, these, these two, two white these two white people, and like they were able to drive all across um, basically from from, US from USA Canada. all the way down to South America. Now, me as a black person, my experience has been—I I don't know if this is going to be fact—but my experience has been there would have been a lot of questioning as to where we're going, and and basically like just us trying to be in this world. So yes, it's, like I think. We all basically like we do have some some kind of idea as to what we want to do and the individual aspects of like what we want. But what I'm noticing is that there are basically like restrictions that do keep us entrapped in this mindset and and so whenever basically like a person breaks out of them of their mindset, that your, your best option then becomes a white person who's basically like in a space of being already so like they're able to assist you in just being. And I think that is further basically like causing the gap within like a, like the, the gender divide, because like I'm sorry to say, but like for, for some brothers, like when they are with Becky, they're able to just basically <laughs> speak and just be. And, and, and for some sisters-, there, right? and for, and some sisters <laughs> When they are with Todd, Todd like <laughs> has that capital and basically like that's to just let them be. So like that is basically like, like what, what I'm noticing is going on. We are being groomed to basically like, like that to, to separate and so this like the, when you talk about the the um, James the, Lynch, um,
1: Lynch? the, really the Lynch
0: so it's still ongoing like that separation because like mind you though if there's still separation between black women and black men then how can blackness be 400 years from now and so
3: okay so mm-hmm. here's my my take. Some of this is education, right? Some of this mm-hmm. is education and and um, looking at relationships already in our community. I don't know where you're looking, okay? But I have an interesting thing on the point that you were talking about camping. I'm from the UK and I have to say in the 60s, the UK was very, very, very white racist, okay? It still mm. is, but it, it was worse. And I remember as a child, my dad taken and he's been married to my mom now for over 60 years right um they're in the 80s now and i can remember as a child we were taken all around in the 70s and the 80s when people would not travel or camp anywhere we we camped all over the uk we Mm -hmm. camped in places that maybe even white people would not camp right Mm -hmm. and the the and what that taught me coming into adulthood is that I can do anything and I can go anywhere because I am fearless about who owns what and who might do what yes. and how mm-hmm. they might do it. Mm-hmm. It's given me a confidence to show up anywhere mm-hmm. fearlessly because my dad was fearless. Mm. And I, only when I look back now at what he did and what he was prepared, where he was prepared to take us as black children in a black family, in a country where there was low tolerance for people, particularly from the Caribbean. showed me that I don't have to be afraid of of what people might do and I don't have to run to a Becky or anybody else to -hmm. have a life, right? So I'm just saying that sometimes it's about exposure sometimes it's about understanding where your community has been. It's looking at those relationships at work in our community and 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 we have some good ones we oh, have yeah. some. I mean I look across America and there are some good black relationships there that have stood the test of time there are the ones that have been weakened and beaten down and all the rest of it and people have separated but we have some good role models in our community if we want to look for them mm-hmm. I I don't think we have to always run outside to think it's better on the other side because mm. even when you're with Becky, there are some places you ain't gonna be able to go with Becky, because mm-hmm. your skin ain't right. Okay, <laughs> I don't care how good Becky is is opening certain <laughs> doors, but there's you some board, in, Okay, <laughs> well, I'm with the Becky.
1: Becky. Hey, oh, there you go. I'm yes. with a Becky. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. Okay,
3: in okay, I live be Right, I don't know your <laughs> Becky. But yeah. I'm telling you, okay, no, there yeah. gonna be some places that you, just call- you may not be welcome. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna look at it. We're talking here about black and black divide, yeah. and I'm saying yeah. let's that embrace our, our love for black each
1: other. Divide, yes, it, that's very much a part of the black and black divide. From at least, yeah. right? That, like, just, yeah. can you just share with us, since you were? Um, thank you yeah. for for letting us all know this. Yes, yes, yes. about your Becky. <laughs> And,
4: well uh, sorry let me just put on my Becky voice and, uh, I, you know, you know what i let me just say my child's mother I have a child his name is Malcolm, and my child's mother's from Ghana, Jeez. and she was uh we, you know we were supposed to get engaged, and it just didn't work out, but she is still she is still my queen, and mm. I say that in a sense that. When we left that, that um, you know, I, it was very precious, and it was a really hard breakup for me to go through. But I said it, and I've been saying it consistently for five years, I love her enough for her to be happy in a new relationship, because my love for her will benefit my son. And because I kept that mindset, instead of looking at her as the enemy, because I grew up in a single parent home where we were always mad at our dad, so I took those experiences, and I still support and I still give her my all, because it translates into a really great co-parenting relationship with my son, you mm-hmm. know and um, and my Becky has to un- she she understands that because mm-hmm. it's, that's that is I said that we're all family, and I've established that concept of vision for you know overall because you know what at the end of the day um what i realized is that um you know when we talking about roles Mm -hmm. we're saying this is manhood you got to beat your chest you got to shave your you have to have a beard and you have to provide for your family so if i can't provide for my family then i'm no longer a man i'm constantly Mm -hmm. getting people telling me what a man is and I'm a man. I, I, I mean, I'm a man. I mean, I got you know, I got man parts and everything, right? Like, I should be able to be able to say that I'm a man. I don't hey, need hey. someone else to tell me who, who I should be. But oh, hey, 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 <laughs> hey. but and, but that's the thing is, that, and then we're saying females should be cooking, but some some females can't cook. Some
2: you oh, know, true. some
3: females don't
2: man. want to cook. None here.
3: You know, oh so- Lord, I can cook. I can cook. <laughs> I <laughs> You're, a dying, You're <laughs> a dying
2: breed. You're a dying breed. Ain't none I here at all. I, I
3: just made some, I just made some jerk chicken and rice and peas, and uh, like you guys can come over for dinner. Like Perfect. you feel free, yeah. pop in. I'll, I'll be Ryan, there with
2: my plate. Ryan, I want
1: to talk to Ryan about um, yeah. how you said that the mother of your child is still your queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that queen is now reigning by herself, and she may not feel like a queen because she's now. And I'm, not, you know, I don't know anything about your life. I'm just saying. in the the concept of what that looked like, the optics of that, is that um, this woman is now she could be by herself and looking for ways to validate herself mm-hmm. to not beat up on herself for the mistakes that she made in the relationship where somebody wasn't kind of willing to and I'm not saying that this is you but this the situation in, in black male female relationships mm-hmm. is that someone wasn't willing to um, step up and hold her in her pain and through to the point where they can be together and, and raise their children together. I think there's a that's part of the elephants that I'm talking about. Like there's these like macro level understandings of what's happening to us. And then there's the micro and you've just shared a micro experience that is even broken down even further to her single experience of that situation and your single experience of that situation and when we don't look at those things um really deeply and psychologically that's where we continue to not learn how to imagine something different for ourselves it's where The pain and shame is held Mm -hmm. so that we bring it into another relationship. Because um, at the end of the day, like you're the mother of your child, here I am by myself to raise help to try and raise a man, a black male, um, and still have a way for him to respect and love his mother as a black woman, not knowing what his father might.
4: i just want to i want to clarify she's not by herself no she's, she's with her a, no, she's, with, she's with a tom <laughs> i mean she, she's she's, she's happy you know and the thing is is that she, i didn't leave her she left me because i wanted to envision i wanted to build something for our lives i wanted us to eat healthy i wanted to do that and she didn't really subscribe to that because she was we're both canadian we're not our parents are she's from her parents are from ghana my parents are trinidad but we're canadian we grew up in Calgary, the whitest city in canada so mm-hmm. we are even confined by what is around us and what mm-hmm. we have access to right mm-hmm. so we're not i reach out to you guys because that's mm-hmm. my extension to the culture mm-hmm. because there's not really much culture where i live so when I was talking and I was very militant back in the days about black love and a lot mm-hmm. of people would see us in the street to be like, you better stay with that woman. Yeah. You better stay with her, you better yeah. hold her up. And yeah. you, um, do you, have, you guys have to understand how much depression I went through oh. when she left? Because it, it, like it, we okay. were the only, we were the only couple that were together that were black. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I could not hold it together Mm-hmm. And that I was disappointing my community as I felt, wow. that was debilitating to me. And yeah, I, it took wow. me five years to move on mm-hmm. because yes. of that. Great. Mm-hmm. See,
1: and, there, and you need to be held in a space for that. That needs to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. It can't just be you know, put inside of you and then just continue moving on like nothing's going on. And mm-hmm. we put a tremendous amount of burden on ourselves mm-hmm. to carry the community on our individual backs.
0: Jesus, and <laughs> and 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 Becky was it,
3: there, Ryan. and Becky was
2: just there, just there to, to help you him out. That
3: took from Ryan, it that it exactly. takes two. <laughs> it actually takes two, right? Um, I think we could have made the assumption that Ryan's with Becky and he decided to leave his queen behind. Mm-hmm. And I think clearly that's not the case. No, and I think case. it's very it's very easy to make assumptions about what you no, think is going on that. because said, someone's on their own.
1: Wait, wait, I just wait, want to say
3: wait. to somebody, to no, somebody single. I
1: specifically said that not his personal situation, but right. that idea. Mm-hmm. So I said it
3: no, wasn't. I, I, I'm not speaking to you. I'm saying, I'm mm-hmm. saying hey, generally. that that someone could assume that because Ryan says I'm with the Becky that he left his queen behind and that she wasn't the one who left and I -hmm. and what I'm saying is that it takes two in that we all have a responsibility to when we're talking about understanding ourselves and embracing what is you know black love if we want to call it black love and we want to try and maintain relationship it takes yeah. two and yeah. it actually means that both of us need to be conscious both of us want to really need to bind to that belief that this is a good thing and we're doing it uh, you know we in a purposeful intentional way because we want it to work right. and and i think if you don't have that commitment which is what i was talking about before then mm-hmm. what we you know, you'll have two great people who are with two people who don't necessarily have to be with two people. Could be together if they could have got it together. You know what I
0: understand, um, and that's
3: what I can see here
0: clearly. And I think, um, I'm sorry, it's like I think a question that's coming up for me then. So for black love and commitment and everything, does it then always create a situation of codependency? Because I think we we've been so traumatized and so like we yeah. come from a narrative of, of trauma that in order to basically to maintain it the, the, it seems like there has to be this codependency aspect to it because you you gotta understand the traumas that and, and, and that the other person faces on their daily lives. So you can't just judge the other person and say, hey, they did this so like it's like that's the question that's coming up. Does it create a sense like does it create room for codependency? In, like um, black relations. Well I think
3: codependency sounds like um almost a negative thing that we're together but there's no real heart to it or and i what i'm saying is you're gonna if you're gonna embrace black love i mean you know it's got to be a heart thing and it's got to be uh you know holistic in that it's mind body and soul but um i don't need to be dependent on that person i I don't have to be with you just because you're a black person and i want to keep the black love things Mm -hmm. have to be holistic meaning you have to be working with me we have to be in this connection that works on lots of different levels because Mm -hmm. other than that it will break down and it's when we're just operating from one level that it doesn't work you have to think about the other things spiritually are we connected Uh, are Mm -hmm. we in alignment physically we can be in alignment but not spiritually in alignment you know um, there's so many ways that we need to make this work and so it's not about codependency it's about understanding how we align ourselves in so many different ways so that the connection is wholesome It it grows, we evolve, we are allowed to grow within that relationship we're allowed to be ourselves most importantly Mm -hmm. so this whole thing about strong woman, weak Mm -hmm. man, all this bullshit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is out the window because I can be a strong woman and be with someone and it not be it not detract from what our connection is all about Mm -hmm. and it it all still works in harmony because I understand when to be strong and not to be strong, I understand Mm -hmm. when to be the person that stands up my kid in the playground and when to respect my husband and be on mm-hmm. that level where we're both working together as a team do you get what I'm saying because yeah. strength, we don't need anybody to be weak or strong we need people to work right in the situation for what mm-hmm. it is because there's gonna be times when we need to fight and I need mm-hmm. to come out fighting if I'm mm-hmm. always playing this game of like no it's serious when if, yeah. if I'm playing this game I remember my my, my young my eldest daughter now. I remember when she was young and she was in the playground and at the time me and her dad were in a very strong relationship. And I dropped her off at school and I looked around and I saw this guy, it was a young black guy, uh, they're both the same age, and he was bullying her. And clearly he didn't see that I had turned and seen him like, you know, trying to get money from her. And I sprinted across that playground and I just took him, I lifted him off the ground. And I didn't, I wasn't joking. And mm-hmm. he knew from that day not to play with my daughter. But that's mm-hmm. a strong black woman, being a strong black woman when she needs to be. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's
0: a human But in the,
3: home, in the home, I need to know when, when, to, when to step back a little and allow the person to be, you know, who I'm with, to be the man for that situation. And there's times when he needs, he, I'm, a, I'm he, he may not be as strong in some situations, but I will be stronger, and, but we will work in harmony because that's what relationship is about that yin and yang yang, that understanding soft and hard
1: yeah i think it's obvious that you've had time to develop that imagination of how you want to formulate your relationships and i think it's an important one and i agree with lots of things that you're saying but when someone like Rayanne, one of our 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 viewers right now who keeps talking about um our elders not showing them how you know you've come to this realization because you've experienced things and it's all of your trials and errors have brought you to this understanding um we're of a certain age so that we understand things differently than the younger people so what these ideals that we are, are presenting here, we're kind of singing to the choir, because I think mm-hmm. we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm. But what we want to start to create right. is, a, is a narrative, practical way of addressing people who do not have this knowledge. How do we reach them?
2: Let me so, let me. can I ask a question? Yeah. I want to ask the ladies this. In your estimation, what is it that is the turnoff for some men of a quote unquote strong woman?
1: What is the turn off the strong woman?
2: Yeah, for some men who who are not turn who who don't like quote unquote strong women.
1: You're asking us to speak for the men?
2: I mean in your estimation, what do you think?
1: My estimation of why a man wouldn't like a strong
2: a quote unquote woman? strong woman, yeah.
1: I guess because of those ideals that doesn't allow them to be the strong one. And if he can't if he can't show up in the way that I can show up for myself, then he might not feel like a man in that situation, and then that hurts the way that they communicate and interact with one another in terms of respect. There's a lack of respect there um, that may flow consciously or unconsciously.
3: That's what
2: well, well, I, I think.
3: Not a woman. a woman. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, I think he's a woman. For me, the experience I've had is uh, as I and I see myself as a strong black woman, um, but I don't see it as a negative thing. And it's never been a negative thing to me in my whole life. I've never met anybody who's ever been offended by my strength or has want to wanted to run away because I'm a strong woman. I think a strong woman knows when to a strong woman that is conscious of who she is, knows how to manage her strength. And, right. and I think the problem is for a lot of women who call themselves strong women Welcome. is they don't know how to manage their strength yeah. uh, you can be strong but you, you have to know how to consciously manage you know like it's, if you're in the workplace think about yourself in the workplace when you're in the workplace you put on a lot of hats and you play a lot of games to fit in to not alienate people to make friends even with the people that you hate okay in the workplace um and if you sometimes look at the workplace and you think about yourself if you make all those adjustments okay it's a bit like when you're talking about disabilities you know someone comes in to tell you they're dyslexic or whatever you can always work with that person but you have to make some adjustments right and that's the same thing with a relationship with, with a partner um, you can be the strongest and the most wonderful and beautiful person with everything that a man wants but you need to know how to make adjustments okay mm-hmm. reasonable adjustments so that you can have peace in your home and you can maintain uh, you know, respect between the two of you and that person ultimately keep loving you because you know you understand how to play that game and it, it just is life that's how it is. We all make reasonable adjustments for people. Pete We're doing it all the time. Why can't we do it for a partner? Why do and we have gonna, to be limited? And I can to only be, be one thing. thing. Why do you have to be one thing? We are so many yeah. things to so many people anyway, and I'm not saying you've got to stop being who you are. You just yeah. make reasonable adjustments so that you take into consideration someone else's feeling.
1: And it has to be two ways. Like, I can't yeah. make an accommodation for something that I don't understand or know. So you have to be able to communicate your needs and wants in spite of the fact that I may be strong.
0: I think it's a space. Go ahead, Ryan.
4: I was going to... Oh, I'm sorry, brother. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. I I was going to say that my sister, my older sister, she's like my best friend. She's a definition of a strong woman. However, my sister brings her what she learned in corporate world and she brings it home. And I think corporate strength is a sign. It's like... European, I would say European masculinity, because it's like if you don't show up on time, you're cut. You know, mm. my sister is like, I'm outside.
2: <laughs>
4: it's, it's ten o'clock. Come outside.
2: But you know, right?
4: You I, know, when you, uh, my parents are from the Caribbean, and when you go to the Caribbean or you go, to, I went to Guyana to visit my dad. You know, so you go in the street, people are late, but it's because they are doing their, they're living their life. They're doing, they're they're not on everyone else's time, but, and I understand there's (laughs) certain cultural differences, but, um, a strong woman is not a corporate woman, you know, it's not, you know, coming home like, okay, your FICO score is 350, so we got you.
2: But you know, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, Okay. There's, it depends on how you define a strong woman, right? There's, there's women who believe they're a strong woman, but yeah. their idea of a strong woman may be an asshole. And yeah. so, you know, like, you, it's like, if you ever hear about the guy who, oh, oh, he, he keeps it real. So keep it real mean he insults people. That means he keeps it real, you know, because I'm he, yeah, I'm, you know, like, uh, like that's something to be, you know, proud of is because you talk shit. So, oh, yeah, he keeps it real, you know, like that. So it I think we have to really define what is strength. And then also we have to look at there's things that I believe are strong attributes that we don't always apply to them. You know, nurturing is strong and strength as well. You know, strong doesn't mean that you can bench 300 and you can, you know, uh, and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. Strength is. not. You know, strength isn't, you know, some people think that strength is, oh, because I wag my head and I talk a lot of junk. That means I'm strong. That's annoying as hell. And so, so there's a lot of women that go around saying, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. And these guys can't deal with me because I'm strong. Now, a lot of times it's because you're an asshole. That's why they don't don't mess, they don't mess with you. And,
0: and the thing about that, you're right. I, I just want to add this piece. It's all about yeah. allowing space. See, like, I think that, um, like, strength is about allowing space to kind of go off With what Fender was saying. Being able to recognize when to allow the space for the other individual, because, as like, as a black man, what I experience is like the reason why I, I often silence myself as much as I, like, you know, let's say I, I want to communicate, is because I don't see the like the space for me to basically like, like, express what I want to express, how and express, because I, like, if if I if I do it, it's you know, it, it, it could be war. And so for me <clears throat> a strong partner would be yes yeah I'm, even now i'm choking like spiritually my spirit is choking <laughs> but for me it's about being granted the space to be and so for me a woman who yeah. that that is a strong That's one great. because she knows that you know what this needs to happen and she still accepts me and vice versa as well it's not just on her like, if, if I see it, I have to allow space. So it's about allowing space, you know? Like, that's what strength so is So, how do
1: we allow space when we are living in shame? Mm. Anyone,
2: does anyone have any? Mm. That's, that's so, it,
1: awesome.
3: so, I didn't get that.
1: So, a lot of us have a lot of shame that. Um, right. So, how do we allow space when we're so emotionally triggered in every conversation that we have mm. um, that we're being told that we're be- assuming things or. Black people can be very prideful people. Mm -hmm. and um, So when we speak to one another, we're emotionally triggered right away to respond in particular ways, and we can't get to the place of space. Mm -hmm. So what strategies can we um, employ Mm -hmm. to start to deconstruct the shame that we're feeling as a community, but individually first? Like, Mm -hmm. I have to be able to say to myself, okay, I know I'm triggered, I know that I did that, where do I reach inside of myself if I don't have a connection to God? I do, but other people. How are they going to learn how to clear that out so that they can make that space for other people?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, uh, so Shannon.
1: Something.
3: Go on. I'm sorry. No, you go.
1: <laughs> they're craving space.
0: Yeah, right? Space no, outside. <laughs>
1: right. I appreciate that. Well,
0: right. I appreciate that.
1: No, no, I love you more.
0: <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> I think that Shannon has um, a very good point in the uh, in the messages. Like she she says, "Clear that shame first. Heal yourself whole. Yeah, it's beneficial. Self care. So that is yeah. very. That, that's a great point. So now it comes a sense of accountability within our parts because we have to be accountable for ourselves and also accountable for for each our, for each other. So the self accountability. What, like, really understanding the situation, understanding ourselves, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What is causing this? Really having a, a thorough like, introspection, that, it, it, it can basically, like, help you affirm who you are as, as an ind- individual. And, first of all, like, I think that it creates um, your boundaries for you. So, like, whoever you allow within your circle... Like you, you would have somewhat kind of filtered that out already. So I, I agree with um, what Shannon is saying: self care and accountability, self accountability,
3: and as well separation. Separation. Mm-hmm. I think some of us are so we so want to get into it.
2: You know, I think it's also good to, to have someone in your life that can. You well, to...
3: want to get? Hey, you want to do, You want to do that? But hold on. Sometimes you are so damaged and so hurt from things mm-hmm. that you need a little time out. Just like when you're on the field and you're playing a game, sometimes you need a break when you think you're doing well, but your coach can see that actually you need time out. And sometimes you need to give yourself time out, you know, stop thinking about, you know, relationship, 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 Mm -hmm. and spend some time on yourself, working with who you are, trying to understand some of your issues, and then working before you come out to say, well, I want to go out and play now. At least when you go out and play, you know, look, I have, a, I have a real idea of who I am and what I'm about. And now I can start to think about how I can couple with someone else because I'm clear about what I, where I'm going and, and what's going on for me. And I think sometimes we're walking around a gra- with a graveyard of past experiences on our back. And yeah. it's the truth. You know, that graveyard is not shifting. And so our paradigm will never shift. And our attitude will always be the same because if you dig deep enough and you scratch everything, the triggers will come and everything will come flying up and you're reliving and reliving and reliving. And sometimes you need to stop and go, right, that's it. I need to kind of bring this to a halt and I need to heal a little and then I can move forward. And, that, and it's no hard work to actually spend the time. It's worse when you keep bumping into new people and and just repeating the same things from the past. Why would you want to do that to yourself?
2: And I I think it's really important to have people in your life that really will tell you like it is. Because to be honest with you, a lot of people that are close to you, like whether it be your friends or your family, they co-sign your fuckery. So just because you are their cousin, you are their whatever they don't really tell you what you really need to hear. So you're always, it's like, or it's like this, anyone who disagrees with you is a hater. So don't Mm. listen to your haters. Sometimes they're telling you some good shit you need to hear there. You know, sometimes they're actually telling you about yourself and you need to hear it. So, and I hate this whole idea of if someone don't agree with your BS, they're your hater. No, sometimes (laughs) they're telling you because you suck. And you yeah. need to yeah. the, to mm-hmm. get your, you need to come correct. So I think mm-hmm. that's very important as well. Um, you know, so uh, because that goes on so much, people. Well, that's my cousin, so I'm going to support whatever they do. Like you always hear that is, oh, well, my cousin is this. It's like, well, so what? If your cousin's wrong, they wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to. I think we need to stop cosigning fuckery to be honest yeah. with you. But that Excuse that, my that also
4: goes with that also goes with the fact that we put so much emphasis on someone's occupation and how much money they bring because I think that money also yeah. dictates whether someone is co-signed or not because yeah. oh you wanted a man, you wanted you wanted a man with all this money with a good FICO score but now mm-hmm. he's he's saying, "Yo baby, I want to be I want to have two to, to girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And you can't say nothing about it. When you look at look at R. Kelly, this yep. is a guy that has been supported yep. for 20 years. 30. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> 30 years. With, and people are allowing him to have that because he's taking care of the family. And i even seen, even with my personal family, how money shifts the responsibility to people that haven't even earned the... Um, that haven't even earned the, the the place to be in leadership, but because mm-hmm. they have the money, they're dictating the culture of the family unit.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, he, he just uh, did, did, I don't wanna uh, talk too much about him, but um, he just did a concert filled with women and some exactly. of them were screaming, put me in your harem, make me part of your thing, so, but they're victims though.
6: I mean, but that goes deeper, and you said you didn't want to talk about this, but that goes deeper to the context of our community.
2: Um, our community? Wait, what's that got to do with our community? Those are them.
6: They're messed up. We're dealing about broken people, and we're not having those conversations about broken people, and I just posted um, about Maya has said, killing is hard, and I said, well, what's harder is staying broken because you don't realize how many good people you tear up, you destroy or you ruin. Think of yourself as shattered, sharded glass. If you continue to be broken and you don't deal with your healing, or he abused. And so he was broken. Yes. And I'm not explaining his behavior. I'm just saying we as a community have to rally around each other and have conversations. I'm yes. glad that they're talking about R. Kelly, but what about your uncle? What about your grandpa? Thank what about you. your
1: You're- what about yes. your
6: sister? What about your cousin? Because there are bigger issues within our community. I'm not just mm-hmm. here for Kente or L.A. or Ryan. I'm here for the Nicole down the street that I don't know who's afraid to say my uncle's been harassing me and sexually assaulting me since I was two. But I didn't know how to put a mm-hmm. because he said he would kill my mama if I told her. So those are the conversations that we are just not mm-hmm. And because and- he's in the limelight, it became mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. Robert Kellys and Roberta Kellys, just like him, that we are not talking about. That's
0: and crazy. that right there goes along with um what I was talking about um sequence and patterns. So a whole bunch of sequence of events that occur to us in early on in our lives create these patterns that that, that we allow to be like, to, to happen. So there's a lot of us, as, to your point, Shannon, that like, that have basically suffered a lot of abuse. A lot of us. So like um, this is beyond R Kelly. And this basically, it plays into how we interact with ourselves and it, it is part of one of the, the blocks that doesn't allow for basically like black relationships or black relationships become abusive because of the sequence of things that occurred earlier on in our lives that we have not dealt with. Like we haven't taken Absolutely. like the, and even that sometimes I mean, like wow. we are not in awareness as to basically like how we are uh, manifesting these um, th- these patterns. And so it's so, so intersected that it's, (laughs) I don't know where to start.
1: Well, R. Kelly was able to carry on for so long, I believe, and and what I said on a different podcast, mm -hmm. is that R. Kelly could go along because it's happening in our homes. Like you're saying, Shannon, if Uncle Jojo could come to Thanksgiving dinner, even though he touched little Susie, um, and mm-hmm. and he needs you need to go hand him a plate of food Even though he's messing with her mm-hmm. Then why would we think that R. Kelly Is any different His family is the entertainment business And all of those people were aware of what he was doing But they still Allowed it to happen
0: Capitalism,
5: money Can, can, we, can we take, Wait, what about can we take a moment what about,
1: what about some of the parents that said
6: it was okay And I'm not mm-hmm. excusing it Because don't get me wrong I work with victims every single day And a victim is a victim is a victim but it all starts with the conversations that we just aren't having, we're afraid to have. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you Mm -hmm. aren't a part of the solution, you are a part of the problem. And that includes Mm -hmm. even if you are the victim's parents, if you Mm -hmm. are not actively a part of the solution to your child that is being harassed and assaulted and raped and mistreated, you are part of the problem, and that is a hard thing to own up to because you don't yeah. see yourself much. Can
2: and we? Hello, me. hello, hello. Can we take a moment to yeah. uh, recognize all, all these wonderful people that came to check yeah. us out? I think we should uh, one by one give everybody a shout out. Uh, you want to do that, La Wade? I
1: can't see everybody, so you do. Oh, it. you yeah. can't yeah.
2: see it. Can you uh, see? Okay, it? So, um,
0: so we, let's see, we have Doctor Vibe, Jay Karina, um, Awa, Camille. Uh Patricia A, W D, Keisha, Kisha B, hey, Keisha. Maya, Ga- uh, Galen. Yeah, J- Jalen? Jalen Bingham? Um uh, Ava Laura, Dre, Ikani, oh. and Sonia. You
1: guys speak French, speak French. Uh, Bonjour
0: Ikani, vous parlez français. <laughs> um <laughs> oui. uh, I
2: wanna uh, give a, uh, I wanna give a big shout out to Ava Laura. Who's a wonderful podcaster as well? Uh, thanks for hopping in, and uh, uh, Pat Murray is going to do a show a little bit later as well, and uh, of course Dr. Vibe and my wonderful co-host Jen as well.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. No, don't say hey,
0: boogie. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, like, the, the, these are, and you're right. So like, that's why we actually created this forum, the Elephant Room, because these issues they do need to be addressed because. They are killing us. They are prevent. They are further um furthering the, the gap between Black Love and we are basically like either like, like to Kins's point. Um, we get to a point where now is like everything's all positive, positive, And if if you try to basically like call people on on their bullshit, it becomes you are a hater or you are bringing negativity. But sometimes those things they need to be addressed, and 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 we have to basically then self analyze. You have to feel Yeah, it's true. You have to filter out. Like what is meant to bring you down and also what might be real and so there's a fine line in between I think
1: and talk about how to support the victims while we're also supporting the perpetrator because I mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is taboo which is why we need to talk about it in the elephant room but yeah. it's something that needs to be looked at how do we do that? How do we support R. Kelly and get him the help he needs yes. while at the same time not diminishing what those women experience mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Those are the questions that I was hoping we'd be able to come up with. I mean, not for Arkell specifically because we're not in a circle, but <laughs> yeah. for like Jojo, how do we approach him and say, yo, bro, you need some help. And this is, yeah. you can't, it's not okay hey, that you touch Susie.
0: And and, and it's, I think it's about understanding what, it, what the causes of this. And, and like, early on, I was mentioning, it's a power dynamic, because power has been stripped from us as individuals. And it, it doesn't justify nothing, but most of the time, this becomes about power, and people want to basically uh, manifest like power in a certain way. So, so that it's, I think, one of the main issues: this yearning for power and like this wanting to be mm. and innocence being stripped away from us. I think that's like the main, mm. some of the main things that are causing this. You
4: know?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah.
4: Mm. And co- and communication is an issue, and 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 being able to acknowledge uh, mental health. Yes. Because you know communication goes both ways, right? Mm-hmm. You should be able to look at my signals and know when I when I come home. Because I used to come home mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. you're like, okay, hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. I just got home. I just, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, I didn't. I know I got a powerful mic over here, so I'm no, good. You're good. I, I'm very anim. I'm very animated, but the, you know the the reality is is that we're not looking at our social cues and what our needs are, and we're not fulfilling those needs. You know, because that's by fulfilling people's needs, then we can move things forward. But if we're not acknowledging what each other needs and the one issue that it constantly gets brought up in these forms is mental health. Yes, You know, we are not talking about our previous because I was abused as a kid. You know, I was physically abused by my mother and that had a strain on me in terms of my my relationship with females. Because I didn't, I was in relationships with women where I wanted to be dominant. I wanted to be in control because I didn't want the women to take the control the way that I felt my mom and my grandma and my sisters took control away from me. Mm -hmm. And I had to realize through that, that, you know, like I had a really good relationship and because I was too controlling, I lost that relationship because I didn't understand what it was To be a real, like in my in my understanding of being a man. So I had a lot of trauma dealing with my mother, and I brought that into my relationship. And we don't we got 70 70 years to our lives, 75, 80 years to our life. We don't got time to deal with our mental health. We don't even want to see a therapist. We drink, Mm. you know, a part of our culture is you know, especially in Trinidadian culture. We we love to drink our rum. And that's all we're doing when we're meeting, and we forget about the the, the pain that we had. And I had to have a serious conversation with my mom because it was bugging me so much inside. And I said to my mom, you know, we had to talk on the phone for two hours. And I said, I forgive you.
0: Oh, that's big. I
2: forgive
4: you.
0: That is big. I forgive
4: you. You know, and when when my, my baby mama's left, I said, I love you. I love you so much that I want you to be happy in your new relationship. Do you know how much weight that, how it made it paved the way for all the other women in my life?
0: Ryan, like, I got to say, like, I appreciate your transparency, my brother, because it is, that is part of the solution. And I appreciate that. I yeah. want to highlight that. You know, that's that was very appreciated because yes, like, yes, yes, and yes. We, we, a lot of us suffer from, um, like, these issues, like, uh, that, that blocks us. My God, I appreciate that, brother. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. But it, it really paved the way to a, a lot of future relationships that I had, where women got the best of me because mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking that they're going to take over. Because you know, you know, it's funny. How, why is it, brothers, especially when brothers are broke? We always talking about prenups. You know, we're <laughs> like, I want a prenup. <laughs> I, I don't want to have my child. I don't. <laughs> did you get? You know, you're checking. Like, did you get pregnant after sex? You're like, did you get pregnant? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. it's like all of this hypersensitive um, anxiety that we're carrying from relationship to relationship, That's and that trust barrier is causing us not to come together because what's the opposite of love? Isn't it fear? Well,
3: that's yeah. what we're
1: operating in, right? Right. I think
3: that's what we're operating I in. Story, mm-hmm. I love your story, Ryan. I love your story. Because you know. I think it's an example of healing that you actually did your work to get your healing, so that you can move on. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: And but the, the interesting well thing about know. that too, if if I could just add this, and this like the elephant in a room, is the fact that see the solution, like I'm saying, like it really turns out sometimes to be people outside of like the community that can offer us that space. Because we need that space, then, and, and, and I think us as humans, our innate um, wantonness is like to have that space. So whatever is going, whoever is going to give it to us, we are going to take it because it's a survival thing.
1: Space is not to be um, asked for, though. You need to just like you need to like, be, like Shannon be. said before. Mm-hmm. You need to just take the space. It's exactly. not about asking for permission for the space. Yes, you need Ooh. to just take that space so that we can do what we need to do to heal. Because. Ryan, you mm-hmm. got to a place where you were able to acknowledge what was going on for you mm-hmm. and then be able to then extend that to mm-hmm. the mother of your child. Yes, And that's what allowed that beautiful story to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I don't know how she is, but you allowed something there to happen um, that is quite, like Shannon said, quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's a practical way of seeing what Shannon was expressing as advice to say, work on yourself, so that you can provide space for so- more stories like that to That's take place. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Shannon, you look. I hey, you know happy. what. Oh, I'm
6: sorry. What did you say? Oh, no, it's okay. Go I ahead. Hi, Sandra. Well, I just want to hey. piggyback real quick. Close, close my mouth. Um, we had said earlier within the 20 passing is that you cannot pour from an empty vessel. So you have to start with yourself when it comes to healing um mm-hmm. and self-care which is why it's called self-care um mm-hmm. you can't care for someone else at a capacity in which they need it if you are depleted if you are mm-hmm. empty um and that's something my mom has always instilled upon me she was like if you don't have your health and that's all health spiritual health mental health physical health emotional mm-hmm. health what good are you to someone else um no. True. so it's so important. It's it's essential. And Dre said it. You know, mental health is important. We need to do Very our check. Important. You take your car in to get it fixed. You need to take yourself in, and work yeah. on the things you have. That get, the get the MOT. Get the MOT. Yeah, <laughs> listen, listen.
3: Uh, we have about. You know what? I like. I like <laughs> that people stop looking outward and look inward. i think it's so we have this thing of we're always looking outward you know Mm -hmm. it's what someone did it's what people do to me it's Mm -hmm. not what i do to my you know what about your personal responsibility for the stuff that you bring yeah you know look inward look inward fix you first then you can you know you're on a plane you know that thing that they say when you're in a plane put the mask on yourself first you try to help help. else. down put it on yourself Mm -hmm. first and then you can put it on somebody else. Doesn't matter, mm-hmm. even if it's a child. I always think they say, even if it's a child, you put it on yourself first. Well, that mm-hmm. means that you've got to sort yourself first. And then you can sort the world out.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I think yes. then
3: you attract good things. You know, I think this is what I find. When I did the work for me, I started to attract the right people to me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to go searching yes. high and low for Mr. the right. I just started sure. to naturally attract good people to me. And I think that's what happens. The energy comes from you, and when the energy yeah. is good, yeah. mm-hmm. people come. The right people come. You better.
0: <laughs> I agree. You better and breathe. the thing that's going on is that um, I think a lot of um, like what we're seeing right right now is a sense of community. How we, like us coming together just in dialogue, we're able to basically mm-hmm. get a lot of good tools and heal from that. And I think so. Even in terms of like the gender divide, like whether it be love or, or whatever it is, relationship or just cordial, being cordial with like with each other, dialogue mm-hmm. is very important, and like community is very very important.
1: Yeah, the and dialogue and the support, the mm-hmm. support of one another, mm-hmm. instead of tearing each other down, building each other up, um, in spite of the pain that yeah. we're feeling. Mm. Um, and you know when what did someone say?
0: Uh, are we attracting people or repelling people as for dr vibe but before we get to that i just want to um, acknowledge kimberly welcome to the room and maya we, we, uh, we see you and thank you very much uh, everybody for joining but yes to dr vibe's point are we attracting people or repelling people
1: mm-hmm. well, you know i also wanted it's to bad. link that to, we have just like uh, probably under 15 minutes to go mm-hmm. and i wanted to bring up this last idea re- regarding the gender divide and that is how our religious beliefs and our spirituality um, influence? Are we walking in the fruits of the spirit, or are we, you know, are we those people that if we are Christian, are we like, girl, did you see so and so in the church? And are we causing more that divide? What's that thing
0: that you say, the fruit flies of the? Spirit? Oh yeah, I
1: call I call that fruit flies of the of the soul. Yeah. Fruit flies for the soul, because when some, when there's flies going around your fruit, it's important for you to recognize that something is bad. Something is rotting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, there's,
5: there's
1: something that. wrong in your patience. Oh, there's something wrong in your forbearance. There's mm-hmm. Like, there's something wrong, and we need to yeah. look at that. But more importantly, in terms of the gender divide, I think it was Miles Monroe that gave these wonderful sermons mm-hmm. around um, the purpose and vision of man mm-hmm. and the purpose and vision of woman. And right there, you know, we could, in this independent white feminist world that these black women are trying to live in, Mm -hmm. it becomes problematic to try to step up and quote unquote support a man because that's not deemed as having value as a woman in this day and age. Mm -hmm. So we feel like we are belittling ourselves in order to be there for the man. And the man is frustrated, especially the black man, because he's, he's in constant threat for his life. He's either going to jail, Going to get killed or he's being portrayed as effeminate and it's hard for him to stand in who he is um especially from the lens of the church when this is the ideas that are being presented to us as options and that i believe is also contributing to the divide between us as black men and black women
0: and also Mm -hmm. i mean from a male to female perspective it's just us being aware as the the feelings of not being protected as well, like that is very, very, basically like and important. We have to basically like allow space for um, for our ladies to be and also give a sense of community and protection towards them. And it, it, you don't have to be in a relationship with, with somebody to even be a mentor, jumping in a, in the mentorship um, position, assisting and helping. Whether it be with the children, whether it, it be with just what, how can I be of assistance to you? And I mean, I understand. So like. I'm in a good place. How can I share this like this place this space that I'm in yeah. with somebody that how can I help? I think mm-hmm. these are things that open
3: this up. Can I say yeah, something? Yes, yeah, okay. okay. I just wanted to say that um it's good to have some good principles uh for your relationship. So doesn't matter whether you you just met someone or whatever, I have a thing of you know, we have some agreements about how we will speak to each other the language we will use mm-hmm. you know the the thing of like I will say something good or I will say nothing at all sometimes you know this yeah. thing uh, you know even in jest not to put each other um, you know it, those are some of the things that will keep your relationship strong and that respect and love going because if you agree and something I recently with, with a friend of mine, even though we're close and I always say, I don't care how close we are, whether we're playing or not, we don't say certain things. We just don't bring that energy. We don't bring that energy mm-hmm. because even in play, it, it sticks somewhere, it sticks there and you start to feed on it and it gets worse. You keep mm-hmm. it positive and, and you keep the negatives out. And I think then that leaves uh, only space it leaves is for love to grow. And if something mm-hmm. happens, or I hurt you, you tell me and we try and work it out. Mm-hmm. Without, uh, you know, getting into this thing of I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm right, you're wrong. You mm-hmm. never win. You never win. Sometimes we both mm-hmm. say we're wrong and okay, what what happened here? And work it out. Do you know what I mean? But it's that yes. adult thing of agreeing Mm -hmm. to be adults almost. I I hate the word adult because, you know, what is adult? But just agreeing that we will just be human to each other always and and put each other first. And I I used to have a thing with my ex-husband of never in public, we never disagree in public. And I like that. Mm -hmm. We never put each other down or rubbish each other. If we think anything's Mm -hmm. wrong, we wait until we get out that place to have that conversation, right? But in front of anybody, but in each other we're not dogging each other out it doesn't happen and, and mm-hmm. it's a good way sometimes to just be
0: i I agree with that and um i'm sorry ryan like there are very good but are yeah. a few good points that are being made in the comments um i think it the first one was by um ambrosia welcome to the conversation by the way so we speak more outrage- outrageously to those we so-called love than strangers and yeah. i mean to, to that point like I think it's because uh, once people are close to us, they're very much aware of our shame. It's, it's a shame issue. Where they're mm-hmm. aware of like our, our deepest secrets. So I think we tend to repel, to Dr. Cornish's point, to Dr. Vibes' point. We repel and then we attract. The, the, if we're not careful, we could attract a bunch of yes people into our lives because that's what we, we want to hear. We're not comfortable sometimes with um, basically like having somebody like you know really tell us what it is. And there's another good point yeah, by, um, yeah. by Galen, or Jalen, I'm sorry. if I'm, mm-hmm. so It, it says that he said, oh, I'm what sorry, Jalen said something about um, we seem to be living on fast food definition yeah, relationship yeah. <laughs> rather than fixing the real food. That, yeah, that
2: so- It true. takes a lot
0: of work. It, and that is the truth. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of work. Because and it's got not figured. what you
3: say, it's how you mm-hmm. say it. You can say stuff and you Mm -hmm. can tell me about myself, you can tell me straight, you can do it as you, but it's how you say it. It's how you say it in love to somebody Mm -hmm. when you want to make them wrong or you want to just correct them. So, you Mm -hmm. know, it's understanding that and you always know the difference, you'll know because when you hurt people, people know they're hurt. And also we can be emotional, we can be in that, I don't want to hear anything that anybody says that makes me wrong. But I think if you're giving it in love, there's a chance the person will receive it in love as well. But you've got to think about the way you are expressing.
4: And we have to stop in our relationships. We have to stop weaponizing sexuality. We have to stop weaponizing financial issues. Because we Mm -hmm. often use them as our crutch. That when someone hurts us, that we go out of our way to be like, well, he's this. Or she did that. And she doesn't handle herself like this. If he was a broke MF and this is a broke, you know. And it's like, we these are not traits. These are not yeah, things that, these are not prescribers that describe who we are as people. Yeah, and one yeah. thing that Sandra said about not arguing in public, you know, mm-hmm. even it extends to baby mama relationships like I have. You mm-hmm. know, we went to mediation and we just decided that we're going to be one before we... If the message gets to Malcolm. And if exactly. I say yeah. something, he's ground he's grounded for two weeks, it, it happens over there. And we're mm-hmm. like this in the car with Malcolm. We're like, Malcolm, <laughs> we're like this. That's, yeah. be- that's beautiful. You can't break it. <laughs>
0: that's beautiful. That's
4: beautiful. Can't break this bond. I know we're not together, but we're like this. And he's like, so he know he can't yeah. play us. But the whole yeah. idea is the common respect for each other at yeah. all yeah. times. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah because then it's not only because when the the enemy will always infiltrate our system when he sees division with ourselves, with our family, whatnot, Mm -hmm. right? We don't really think about that, but they're infiltrating it. They're all up in our business, and then next minute, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all broken up. We're on welfare trying Mm -hmm. to wait for the the man Mm -hmm. to give us money when we could have just different ways of bettering our relationships because mm-hmm. sometimes i i told this to my girlfriend i said and i'm almost done the point but you know i told this to my girlfriend i'm like you know what this argument is very expensive because what's going to happen is that-, that part that part <laughs> <laughs> yes. you gotta move out because i own uh, you know i read this place my name's on lease you're gonna have to move out and are gonna have to all these little things. This is expensive. So maybe we could just work it out. You know what I mean? Maybe we could just have a common ground. Common yeah. ground is cheap. You need to say that right. Anyways. So yeah, no, it's real. Like as um
0: Elena and I are saying that it speaks to a point that Dr. Vibe made in the comments. Uh is a relationship an um an investment or an expense. So that speaks to it right there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. But
6: that's self-inventory. So you have to ask yourself if you are a liability or an asset. And right. I pride myself in telling people all the time. You can say many things about Shannon Ford Jefferson, but you're not going to say she was a liability.
3: Mm. I wouldn't like. Mm. I wouldn't Ooh. like that, Shannon. Mm. I like right?
1: that. I
6: always kept you safe in I my conversation. The, the table. Access so i brought i brought a lot of investment and return on investment to the conversation yeah. and the mm. so yeah we we gotta be about it we can't just say oh i'm this i'm that we're the proof yeah
1: mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah i guess
6: yeah. To, to kind of make you
0: like, to kind of sum it up because i think we're, we're about to uh, like um summarize um and finish wrap it up soon I I think that um, this is like a great great form. So myself in LA, um, you guys could always find us on on the following platforms: um, Instagram and um, and Twitter and on Facebook as well. So on um IG on
1: IG I, IG is at the Elephant Room TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hope to be doing much more conversations. We have a whole year full of conversations oh, yeah. that we want to have that people don't want to have. The yes. Elephant Room is about taboo and unspoken things. That need to be brought to the forefront of our community. Yes. we want to understand what's mm-hmm. impacting us from the inside out. And so, please join us as we come along. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I'm at This Is La Wade mm-hmm. on Instagram. I am at La Wade Six on Twitter, and mm-hmm. um, we do have a Facebook page for the Elephant Room. We'd love to see you all come come in there and mm-hmm. join. Uh, I guess Boogie's uh, gonna put it in the in the comments. Boogie, mm-hmm. you want to say? Where to reach you?
0: Yes, yeah, so on Instagram, my um uh, my handle is at Mike underscore Truth. So I'm gonna spell that for you. So I'm gonna put it in, in the comments. Um, anyways, but it's at Mike underscore Truth, and I'll put um all of our handles in, in the comment section it's so you guys Mike M I C. Yes, exactly. Because I'm an MC as well. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, this
1: was really great. It means so much to me that I had this idea mm-hmm. from a long time ago mm-hmm. at the end of 2016 to bring forth these types of conversations. I've tried multiple ways to try and start this conversation. And so Mm Kinte, thank you to you and to Indie Radio for providing a platform for the elephant room to finally jump off. I can't wait to see all of you back in the ER, yes. helping everybody re- rehabilitate. We got some surgery, surgical. surgical procedures to do on our community. Yep. So the ER is here to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we are gonna provide more solutions than articulating our problems. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, I think Galen was just saying Can something in there.
2: Uh, what did he say, Kinfei? No, I, I just wanted to say, uh, thank you guys so much. This was a wonderful discussion. And Boogie, I mean, I feel like I've known you for 30 years after uh, listening to you talk, (laughs) man, and I got to hear I got to hear some of your flows. Of course, definitely in LA, you know, uh, we met on Dr. Vibe show and you, you were amazing on that show and you were amazing today. So thank you so much for uh coming on and and Ryan
1: stepped in but Sandra and Shannon, thank you for stepping in and helping
2: And Sandra's Sandra's doing a show later today as well. So so uh and she's a she's a top notch uh podcaster, you know, going back. So she came out of retirement to do that. So we had to we had to take her jersey from the from the rafters down so she could so she can come back. So um, and also, uh, Ambrosia has a show, not the next show. Um, we're going to be talking to life coach Leah in another room. Uh, me, me Shannon, and Jenna will be talking to her about, uh, about what she's working on. So just want people to know. Sorry. About that.
1: That's amazing. Awesome. I love Galen's point, um, as, as a way of closing, but if Shannon and, um, and Sandra want to at, end with anything that they want to say or share, yeah, I'm true. just
6: oh, glad that my. I got the end of this because I was at church and I was like, I got to hurry and get home and catch the... <laughs> I was looking forward to y'all energy. So I'm grateful just to be here. Thank you so much. Oh,
1: you're welcome. Um, okay. So,
3: Sandra, so I, I just wanted to say um, I've got a show later, which is uh, uh, about over 40s, finding relationships. I hope people mm-hmm. hang out with me. I just want to talk mm-hmm. about the fact that you know sometimes when you get to forty now, it seems like you will never ever find a partner. The
0: yeah. <laughs> black don't crack, uh, so you, you can.
3: <laughs> I, well, I hear the black don't crack, but there's a lot of forty year olds that have yeah. been single for a long, long time, yeah. and uh and it doesn't seem to be ending. So maybe we're gonna have that conversation. As